your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 712 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers coming off of a uh, hard-fought 2-1 to road victory against the San Jose Sharks, uh, answering a challenge as far as bouncing back from uh, a rough loss, the Seattle Kraken the other night. And it's a game that, when it was over... Uh, Gerard Gallant said that this was uh, their best performance of the season since opening night, and I do not disagree with that assessment, uh, partially because, you know, it's easy to look at the game against Detroit and say, well, that's their best performance. You know, they, they killed them in the third period and they beat them 8-2. to two. That's all well and good, but that's one of those nights where, you know, everybody was, uh, was contributing for the Rangers and the puck just kept going in the net. This was a game... This is the kind of game that the Rangers needed to be in. This is the kind of game that the Rangers needed to win, where it's just a grind the entire way. You have to keep battling, and you have to find a way to get the job done. And again, you have to respond to uh, the previous game, which was, of course, a loss in overtime to the Seattle Kraken. But Rangers did a lot of good things in this game. You know, they were fighting every single shift. Uh, they got some shots from some of the high-danger areas of the rink. You know, the Rangers typically this season have been outscoring their opponents, but a lot of the times, I think it's been a little bit quantity over quality. Uh, that's a little bit of an oversimplification, but I think you get the idea. The Rangers, a lot of the times when they're taking these shots and putting the shots on net, they're doing so, you know, from along the boards, you know, the blue line, the perimeter, whatever it might be, uh, not getting into the uh, the high danger scoring areas. And I thought they did a much better job of that, of that in this game. Uh, they were robbed by the post a couple times. I think the Rangers hit about four posts in this game. So that was pretty crazy, but you know they outshot outshot the Sharks 43-23, outhit them 32 to 19. Uh not a lot of turnovers, no mental lapses. Here's something that I thought was awesome in this game. I thought the Rangers started all three periods very very well, and that's something that has been an issue at times this season. A lot of times when the Rangers uh have some lackluster play, it tends to be at the start either of a game or the second period, or the third period. I thought the Rangers were pretty sharp uh, in all three periods, especially the third period when you know the game was scoreless and the Rangers needed to find a way to uh, to win this game, and uh, they were eventually able to do that. But uh, nice to see the Rangers sharp, uh, like I said, at the start of all the periods. Thought they did a really nice job staying out of the penalty box. They only took uh, the one penalty, and even that one was kind of, uh, there was some gray area. You know, Carpenter got his guy along the boards, and uh, you know, the Sharks, they wanted five minutes. The Rangers didn't think it was a penalty at all. Uh, Carpenter ended up kind of driving his guy into the boards, kind of got him in the head a little bit. But part of the reason for that is that his opponent uh, kind of turned at the last second there. So I don't think it was a dirty play by Carpenter or anything. You had the Sharks go after Carpenter after the play. And I mean, that's par for the course. That's just how it's going to go. But um, yeah, that was the only penalty that the Rangers took. Uh, but, you know, you watch this game progress and they, they just never had any let up. You know, they were fighting for pucks along the boards the entire night, competing hard every single shift. It was not perfect. You'd like to see them finish a few more scoring chances. You'd like to see some more guys step up as far as secondary scorers are concerned. I mean, I guess Gautier counts. He he got the uh, the goal that, that broke the scoreless tie late in the third period. But again, just, just a really strong, hard-earned, blue-collar win for this New York Ranger team. Great to see, and you just hope it's something that they can build on 
going forward. And, you know, there might be people out there that, you know, you hear me say all this and you kind of roll your eyes, especially if you're not a Ranger fan and you say like, oh, you know, you beat the Sharks. Congratulations. Well, the Sharks aren't as bad, or at least recently they have not been as bad as a lot of people seem to think that they are. Uh, the Sharks, you know, they started the season 0-5. We, we know about that. And then they went into Madison Square Garden and beat the Rangers. But coming into this game last night, uh, since the 0-5 start for the Sharks, they had gone 6-4-3, and and they had won three out of four coming in. They had home ice advantage, so this was not going to be a walk in the park. You don't get too many of those in this league anyway, but uh, obviously, you know, the Rangers had to bring it, and they did. Uh, they were sharp right from the opening faceoff, played with some urgency, played like this was a game that they needed to win. And there are a lot of positives. You know, we're just kind of scratching the surface here as far as everything that happened in this game. There actually is one thing that's a negative, and anybody that watched this game probably knows what I'm talking about. And I kind of just want to get this out of the way early and then get to, you know, some more good stuff. You know, we, we kind of grazed over a couple things here, but want to dive into, uh, you know, some positives for the Rangers in some greater detail. Uh, another thing that I'll throw out there real quick, I thought Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba uh, played better than they have in quite some time. Uh, Miller, a little bit of a hiccup down the stretch here, but that also leads me into what I want to talk about here, which is, of course, the final 15 seconds of this game. It got really dicey there. It got really scary. Uh, the Rangers were up 2 to nothing at this point in the game. Igor Shosturkin was fantastic. And like I said, Rangers competing hard on every shift, uh, fighting for every loose puck, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, the Sharks, they pull their goalie. The Rangers are up 2 to nothing with 107 to go. Uh, they had just gotten an empty netter from Fox, and we'll break down the Ranger goals in just a second here. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Sharks are down by two goals, so they don't wait. You know, the, the faceoffs at center ice, they pull the goalie uh, before the puck even drops. And, you know, they, they end up scoring the one goal, and I'll get to the details of the goal in just a second. But I did want to also mention, you know, I noticed when the Rangers, when they went up two to nothing, if you watch the Rangers on the bench, and, and I don't want to be that guy that overanalyzes body language and, like, you know, calls players out for, for, for smiling and laughing and having a good time. Cause you know what? You're playing hockey. You're playing a professional sport for a living and that's awesome. And you should enjoy yourself doing it. But you watch the Rangers on the bench after they had scored to make it two to nothing. There did seem to be a little bit of like, oh, all right, cool. We got this, you know, we're, we're, we're going to win this game. Yeah. There's still a minute and seven seconds to go. And that is enough time to score two goals in this league. It doesn't happen very often, but we've seen it happen time and time again, where, you know, a team, will strike for two very quick goals. It is doable, and the Sharks almost pulled it off. And, you know, they, they score the one goal. You got Timo Meyer going up the right side. He goes around the net, uh, throws it in deep to Hurdle, who's on the doorstep. Hurdle then passes across the crease, a short pass to Couture. Couture puts it in the net with 16 seconds left. It was technically 15 seconds, but they took a look at how much time was remaining. They changed it to 16 seconds. So, Okay, let's just kill these last 16 seconds, and let's get out of San Jose with a much-needed victory. It wasn't quite that easy. Obviously, the goal has been scored. You've got a face-off at center ice. Uh, Mika Zibanejad wins the face-off back clean to Adam Fox. So we're off to a good start here. Fox has the puck. He's trying to get to the red line before presumably uh, either dumping it around the boards or maybe even taking a shot at the empty net. But he's got a shark, you know, bearing down on him very quickly. And this dude's going to level Fox. And indeed, he did level Fox. So props to Fox for uh, standing in there and taking the hit. But what I thought Fox did here was actually pretty smart because he realized he was not going to be able to get to the red line. And so if you don't gain the red line and you shoot the puck all the way down the ice, it's going to be an icing. And you certainly don't want to gift wrap the Sharks uh, an offensive zone draw in the waning seconds here. So instead of like shooting it hard down the ice, you know, Fox kind of a touch play 
just kind of push the puck forward into the Sharks zone. Not enough sauce on it to uh, to result in an icing. The Sharks end up collecting it. There's probably about, you know, 11 or 10 seconds to go at this point. A uh, long pass up the ice and across the ice, kind of a just a hard slap pass. I mean, this, this player kind of looked like he was just throwing it up the ice and just whatever happens, happens, which is kind of what you have to do in this spot. But, you know, the Sharks, they go into the Rangers zone and a couple of quick passes. And the next thing you know, uh, Couture has a, a great opportunity right on the doorstep at a tip-in goal. Igor is able to basically just sprawl to his right, smother the puck, hang on to it, freezes the puck with four seconds left. And then, uh, you know, another offensive zone face-off for the Sharks. Uh, a little bit of a tie-up on the dot, and then the Rangers eventually uh, knocked it, you know, cleared it out of the zone there, and that was that, and they held on for the win. But that got really scary. That got really dicey. And I do have to mention Keandre Miller. Again, I think he played a lot better in this game. One of his better games that we've seen from him recently. Ditto for Jacob Truba. They looked like they were kind of rounding back into form and just playing with some confidence, which he obviously loved to see. But Miller on this play, a little bit of a hiccup. It was just weird because when the Sharks gained the zone, you know, there's a guy going up the, the right boards, basically, but Keandre Miller, instead of just holding his position in the center of the ice, for some reason, he decided to basically, you know, puck chase, and he goes darting over, you know, presumably to lay a hit on this guy or, or knock the puck away from him or whatever, but he took himself completely out of the play, and the, the pass is made, the centering pass. You've got Fox falling down to the ice trying to block the shot. Uh, you've got a pass being made in deep, and then Couture got that chance Right on the doorstep, uh, Igor made a sprawling save, like I said, and then Carpenter was in there, and Carpenter ended up knocking Couture to the ice. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Miller played this one very well. Uh, you just don't want to see this, man. You've played—I <laughs> mean, there's a minute and seven seconds left. You're up two to nothing, and then there's, uh, you know, 15 seconds left, and you're still up two to nothing. Don't throw away— a really good 59 minutes and 45 seconds with, you know, just a couple of lapses here at the very end. So didn't like that at all. Um, but you know what? They held on. Great job by Igor Shosturkin. He was fantastic in this game. And that's another big positive coming out of this game is that Igor Shosturkin uh, certainly rounding into form. I mean, I'm at the point I don't even worry about Igor. I just recognize the fact that he'll go through, you know, some tough times every now and then just like literally every goalie on the planet does. I don't think there's a single goalie on this planet that's above an occasional rough patch. And when Igor goes through a rough patch, they're not really that rough. It's just kind of like, oh, right, he's human. He let in a goal that wasn't like a picture-perfect play by the opposition. You know, that that's an Igor slump right there. Uh, but he looks great over these last three games and uh, obviously going to be huge going forward to uh, get, you know, big-time hockey out of Igor Shosturkin. So... Yeah, I figure, you know, we'll move it along in just a second here, and we'll talk about some other things. Uh, I want to talk about the goals that the Rangers scored in the third period. Uh, but I, I will just say right now, if the Rangers had lost this game, if they gave up that game-tying goal, you give up a goal with 15 seconds left, then you give up another with four seconds left. If they lose in overtime or the shootout after that, I don't even know what I would say on this episode. You know, I the first 10 minutes of the episode would probably be just me staring into the camera, looking mad and, like, shaking my head. And just not even knowing what to say. That That's basically what it would be. But fortunately, that is not the situation. And save for those last 15 seconds, it was an awesome performance by the New York Rangers. Just wish they would have finished a little bit stronger there. But uh, we're going to keep everything moving in just a second here. First, just got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to hockey and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, 
You can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We'll get back to this game in just a second. want to talk a little bit about the uh, the goals that the Rangers scored here, and um, we will do that, like I said, in just a second here. But I did want to mention one other thing. Uh, during the pregame festivities, uh, it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night, which is something that the NHL does every season. Always a really cool thing. I think, you know, if... Uh, you probably know somebody or you know somebody who knows somebody or maybe even you yourself are a cancer survivor or you're battling right now. And if that's the case, you know, all the best to you. Um, and, and, you know, obviously it's, it's a really nice thing that the NHL does here. I thought it was a nice touch at the start of the game, you know, before the opening faceoff, obviously. You had the uh, starting lineups for both teams on the ice, but instead of them all standing at their own blue line, which is what they usually do, uh, all 12 players, I think the goalies were there. I know for sure all 10 skaters were there. But everybody was at the red line, and they were standing, you know, shark, ranger, shark, ranger, you know, all next to each other, kind of like, you know, we're all in this fight together kind of thing. I thought that was a nice touch. And uh, they also did something where, you know, everybody put their cell phone lights on. So that was, uh, you know, a cool visual as well, but just kind of a, a moment of uh, solidarity, a moment of, uh, you know, reflection, whatever it might be. But yeah, you know, obviously a really nice thing that the NHL, NHL does here. I was a little bit disappointed that MSG cut it off, and I realized, you know, they have to go to break when they have to go to break, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the uh, the pregame ceremony there. Unfortunately, we were not able to. But uh, as far as getting back to this game here, so Julian Gauthier, he scores a goal, uh, snaps the scoreless tie with uh, barely over six minutes remaining. He scores on a deflection. You get uh, a faceoff win by Carpenter in the offensive zone. And, you know, Carpenter, again, we've talked about him not too long ago. His upside is extremely limited. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that's there to round out the roster and hopefully give you some decent minutes on the bottom bottom line. I was going to say bottom six, but Carpenter, let's be real, he's going to be on the bottom line pretty much night in and night out uh, if and when he's in the lineup um, and kill some penalties as well. But he did a great job here. That's kind of his MO that he's a good faceoff guy. He won the faceoff clean. Uh, you've got it back to K. Andre Miller. Miller over to Jacob Truba. Truba lets it rip from kind of the blue line area and the center of the ice. And there's Julian Gauthier, and he deflects it, and it goes into the net. And it was interesting because uh, Gauthier, the way he deflected this, his stick was up pretty high. I was surprised the Sharks didn't look at this or didn't ask the refs to look at it. Um, I, I do think it was a legal play, but it was close enough that I would have thought that uh, the Sharks would at least take a look at it. I was kind of holding my breath when this puck went in because, you know, before this, the, the Rangers couldn't buy a goal. And, and Julian Gauthier, we know he can't buy a goal. So, uh, you know, it would just go to, it would just stand to reason that if Gauthier scored this goal here, his biggest goal is a New York Ranger, by the way, um, that it would get looked at and overturned and just, you know, the snake bitten trend continues for Julian Gauthier. But this was awesome, you know, just a, a really nice deflection and Julian Gauthier, you know, fingers crossed. Again, we, we just don't know how it's going to go. The tools are there. He's got the size and the strength. And I saw somebody talking about this on social media, and I had kind of forgotten about it, but I think it's something worth bringing up. You know, when the Rangers acquired Julian Gauthier, when they traded for him, they didn't know for sure that Chris Kreider was going to still be a Ranger after that season because uh, the Rangers were not competing that season and Kreider's contract was going to expire. So when the trade deadline was rolling around, the Rangers had to either extend Kreider or trade him. It was one or the other. And I think they saw Gauthier as kind of like a junior Kreider. And if Gauthier is ever going to be, ever really get those comparisons to Chris Kreider, then he's going to have to do, um, frankly, a heck of a lot more than he's done so far 
in his NHL career. But this was awesome here. We'll see how it shakes out with Gautier. But I think, you know, anybody that's a, a fan of this team, you, you can feel good for Julian Gautier here. Regardless of how you might feel about him, you might think that, okay, well, he scored here. He's not going to get any points in the next 10 games. It's possible. It's also possible that maybe just maybe he's starting to put the pieces together a little bit. We shall see. But that is not an exaggeration. That is the biggest goal that Julian Gautier has scored for the Rangers uh, since he's been a Ranger. You know, they had to win this game. You, you can't be dropping games left and right, you know, kicking off this road trip. You had to respond to the uh, the rough game against the Kraken. And not only is it Gautier's uh, biggest goal as a New York Ranger, this is probably the biggest goal that the Rangers have scored all season. You know, you don't want the season to get away from you. The Rangers played too darn good in this game to lose this game. You know, I thought certainly they had the better of play, but you're stuck in this, you know, scoreless tie late in the third period. And there's Julian Gauthier, Johnny on the spot, redirecting the shot by Jacob Truba, goes into the net, and uh, the Rangers lead one to nothing. Technically, it's not the game-winning goal because Fox scored an empty netter, and then the Sharks got one back. So Fox got the game-winner. But for all intents and purposes, Julian Gauthier with the game-winning goal. I mean, you know, the, the Sharks' net would have never been empty you know, had this goal knock on in. So I, I know technically Fox has the game winner, but again, for all intents and purposes, Julian Gauthier with the game winner here and very possibly the biggest goal that the Rangers have scored all season. So, you know, Rangers still up one nothing, getting late in the third period, even later. And, you know, about two and a half minutes left. I thought for sure they were going to score here. Uh, Kreider was up the left side, centering pass to his right to Jimmy Vesey and just an absolutely uh, just fantastic save uh, by Reimer. Reimer, uh, you know, full glove extension, robs Jimmy Vesey on the doorstep. So that was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, he, he stopped him. And at that point in the game, the Rangers still just up one to nothing. And then uh, the Sharks have their goalie pulled. Rangers are, you know, bringing the puck into the attacking zone. Kreider's got the puck up the center of the ice and he's got to shoot here. I mean, I, I know he wants to be selfless and set up his friend and you know, Jimmy Vesey could probably use a goal. He hasn't really had a lot of points this season, which isn't that much of a surprise. But, you know, being being selfless, probably to a fault, getting it to Vesey. And Vesey's got a tough angle, and he's not able to score. Uh, Rangers maintain control of the puck. It comes to Mika. Mika's trying to get it to Kreider, it would seem. And it deflects off the skate of a shark back to Fox. And Fox has got it at the blue line, and he throws it at the net, and it goes in. Uh, Logan Couture was basically uh, doing a goalie impersonation this entire time. And he was doing what he could to try to block it, was not able to do so. But that put the Rangers up to nothing and uh, set the stage for, you know, all that insanity that happened at the end there, which, my God, if the Sharks had tied that game and gone to win it, I I should stop talking about it. That That's that's messed up. I need to, I need to just stop talking about that. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. First, though, I do want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why we love it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and out. With top-rated Simply Safe app, 
Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. All right, so we're going to keep moving everything along here. I, I did have some notes as far as uh, the Ranger lineup here. They kept the uh, the forwards the same. I, I thought maybe Vitaly Kravtsov might slot into the lineup given the fact that the Rangers could use an offensive spark. Then again, there's probably some people that are hearing that and saying, well, Kravtsov has all of one assist in six games. That's true. But I think as far as upside is concerned uh, and you know scoring is concerned, and we've talked about the importance of this team finding some secondary scoring, I think Kravtsov has a better chance of you know, despite his slow start and despite the injuries that he suffered, having better offensive numbers at the end of the season than guys like Carpenter, uh, guys like VZ. Although VZ's played well lately, I wouldn't even consider bringing him out of the lineup, to be completely honest. Uh, guys like Sammy Blay um, and and possibly Gautier, but you know what? Gautier's played well too. Gautier and VZ are two guys that at certain points in the season are going to be candidates to be healthy scratches. Not right now. Those two have played too well uh, to come out of the lineup, I would say, for pretty much any reason. Uh, the only change that was made... Zach Jones in for Libor Hayek. Hayek had played six straight games for the Rangers. Uh, I thought this was a good move. Sooner or later, you got to get Zach Jones back into the lineup. I don't think you want somebody rotting in the press box forever, particularly a prospect defenseman such as Zach Jones. And on top of that, you know, the, the game against the Kraken, not a banner night for pretty much anybody on the Rangers. But, I mean, Igor was really good, but besides him. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought Libor Hayek struggled in that game. And I, I've kind of stood up for Hayek a little bit recently because I think you know, for the most part this season, he's done okay. You know, nothing spectacular, not going to put him in the all-star game or anything like that, but he's done all right. I thought he struggled a little bit in that game against the Kraken. So if there was ever a time to uh, to make the change here, I think this is uh, a good time to do it. And the Rangers have a back-to-back coming up. Uh, so we'll see how they look to deploy, uh, you know, both Hayek and Jones. I can't imagine any of the other uh, Ranger defensemen are going to come out of the lineup. So you're probably looking at a situation where, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if um, if each of those two defensemen, Hayek and Jones, ends up getting one of the two games uh, for the New York Rangers in uh, in that back-to-back that's coming up right before the, uh, the Thanksgiving break there. So we'll see how they look to play it, but I'd be okay with that. You know, again, Hayek has done okay the last game against the Kraken notwithstanding, and Jones, you want to try to get him going at some point here as well. Um, better performance for the kid line in this game. I, I thought they looked a lot better. And, uh, you know, Capo Caco in particular, just kind of snake bitten right now. He had a chance early in this game, uh, threw the puck at the net, and it kind of went through James Reimer and uh, didn't go in. Uh, there was a situation where he almost scored on a deflection. Complete scramble in front. Uh, Caco picks up the puck, moves back toward the center of the ice into the slot area, and tries to backhand it home. Uh, but there was a Sharks defenseman who was down in the crease, and he prevented it from going in. Uh, Kako also drew a penalty a little bit later in this game. That's another thing about Gautier I forgot to mention. He drew another penalty for the third time in the last two games. But Kako played well in this game, and I thought for the most part, a solid night for the kid line. Maybe not as good as they're capable of doing, but uh, a lot better in this one than the one before. It's obviously a much debated topic. Do you keep the kid line together? and live with guys like VZ and, you know, maybe Goodrow in the top six? 
Or do you split them up and you give Kako some run with Mika and Kreider and, uh, you know, maybe uh, Lafreniere is with uh, Panarin and Trocek? Um, and it, it's a debate that we're going to continue having on the show. Maybe we'll talk about that in our next uh, non-game recap episode, something that we could certainly debate there. Uh, but as far as, you know, what's coming up for the New York Rangers here, uh, like I said, you know, they're on this four-game road trip. The next game is Tuesday at the Los Angeles Kings at 1030. Then you've got a game on Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, at the Ducks at 10. And uh, before we even talk about that, let me just say how thankful and how happy I'm going to be when these late-night games are over and done with. And I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I could just run through the schedule real quick here and just see if there's any uh, late-night games for the Rangers. So just bear with me for a second here. I, I think people might be kind of curious about that. All right, so the next uh, truly late game, as far as I can tell, and I went through it pretty fast here, the next like really late game, at Vancouver on February 15th. So we get a break from this, and uh, I think most people will be happy about that. There might be some people that like these like games, and there might be some people different places around the world, and maybe it's on at a more convenient time wherever you live, and that's great. That's awesome for you, but uh, for those of us in the Northeast, I'm not going to lie, it kind of sucks. But uh, we, we deal with it, and we stay up late to watch our Rangers. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the schedule here. Again, at the Kings Tuesday, at the Ducks on Wednesday. I would imagine, you know, I already mentioned that we might be looking at a spot where Jones gets one game, Hayek gets the other. I think in net, you're going to see the same thing. I do want the Rangers to start leaning on Igor a little bit heavier, and it's nothing against Halak. He deserves a lot better than uh, what his record currently is, but Igor's your guy. You know, franchise goalie, Vesna winner, and the Rangers need to start winning some games here and, and start, you know, banking some points uh, as the season continues here. But Gallant, as we know, is not the biggest fan of playing the same goalie in both games of a back-to-back. -back. We saw him do it earlier this season, but that was the first time he had done it, uh, you know, with, with any situation where the Rangers had a back-to-back -back since he's been Ranger coach. Of course, you know, he's only in year two, uh, but nevertheless, it's not something that he typically likes to do. So I'd imagine, you know, we'll get Igor in one, we'll get Halak in the other. And my challenge to the Rangers here is... Uh, don't get caught up, especially on Thanksgiving Eve, thinking about what you're going to be doing on Thanksgiving. It's probably tempting. I'm sure the Rangers are off for Thanksgiving. I'm sure a lot of these guys are looking forward to whatever they have planned. But stay focused, stay sharp, and close out this road trip in style. Win both these games. They're both winnable games. Kings are a good team. Ducks, not so much. Uh, this has a chance to be two wins for the Rangers, though. And after the you know really rough loss to the Kraken, I said, it's a lot easier said than done, but if you can win two of the next three games on this road trip, then that would mean that you've gotten five out of the eight points possible on the road trip as a whole. And that's a nice road trip, you know, and, and now, you know, you're looking at a spot where that that's very doable and maybe you can even do better than that. We shall see. Uh, but I figure we could pretty much uh, call it there for today, guys. Uh, once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. And scanning my notes real quick here, there was one other sequence I wanted to talk about. And it was kind of a hard luck sequence for the Rangers. Uh, they're on the power play. You've got Trocek in front of the net. He takes a high stick to the face. Nothing is called. Then you have Adam Fox taking a shot. He hits the crossbar. Then you have Panarin taking a shot, and he hits the post. Or it might have been the other way around, but two players for the Rangers drawing iron in the span of three seconds after there was a penalty that should have been called against the Sharks and was not called. And 
you know, the way it's been going lately, it kind of had a little bit of an ominous feel to it. And it's like, man, these guys, they just cannot buy a goal. But fortunately, like I said, the Rangers pulled it off. Julian Gauthier coming through clutch for this team. Uh, Adam Fox with the, what turned out to be the ultra rare game winning empty net goal. And then of course, you know, the Rangers, that, that crazy scramble in the last 15 seconds and, uh, they hang on, they get the win, and it's time to build on this and, and get this season off the ground finally. Hopefully it starts with that, you know, the final two games of the road trip uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. But yeah, uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. And uh, thank you for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.